Welcome to Coast to Coast with New Canaan Society. The first week of each month, the New Canaan Society podcast flies to the 30,000 foot level. Soaring across the country, we go coast to coast about men, our movement, and deeper meaning. So hold on. With Manhattan chapter Dr. Chip Roper on the East Coast and NCS President Mason Rutledge on the West Coast, here we go, coast to coast. So this is Coast to Coast with NCS. I'm right. Chip Roper, and you are? Mason Rutledge. He's in yeah. New York. I'm in Seattle. Coast to coast, if you will. We are literally coast to coast today for this recording. I can see the water from my window, and you can see the water from your window. Yeah, and somehow that water connects. It is. Uh, my, my water's well, salty. Eventually, my, yeah, water no, my, is, my water's salty, too. It's I the thought East, that was a river. Well, it's a misnomer because it's the East River is really just a tidal body of water that's okay. very, very salty. Uh, that will see, I'm on Puget Sound. So none of us are actually on the coast, but we are on salt water, which means some of the coast. Yeah, and it all connects. Like you could just, you know, take a boat around now because there's no North Pole left or something. You can just take a boat, <laughs> yeah, boat around. Right. So, Or there's also the Panama Canal. There's that yeah, way. That, but it's 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 very shallow right now because they haven't had enough rain in Panama. Well, you know this, this conversation is pretty shallow. Yeah. All right. So let's all get right. into a serious conversation. The deep you, stuff. Yeah. So what's what's going on, Mason? What's what are you seeing as you travel, and what should we talk about today? Well, you know, there there is a there's a lot it, there's a lot going on. In fact, it's funny. Men and men's health and men's mental health is a bit of a hot topic. Um, we're reading in the newspaper. We're seeing it uh, on TV show conversations, um, radio conversations. And he, I mean, we, there's even feminists, best-selling feminist authors that are writing about it. It is, it is not. So I love it that we're in this water. I mean, it's not, it's, and we've been here a long time. This isn't like, hey, let's get in on this. New Canaan Society has been doing this for decades. We'll do it for decades more. And um, so that's, that, a lot of my conversation has just been around that. But the other hey, thing is kind of what, yeah. Uh, what's what's radio? <laughs> yeah, what is? I I still listen to the AM radio, Chip Roper. What? Yeah, I do. Can you believe that? Dude, you're an old soul. I am an old guy. I have a I have a summer Jeep Wrangler that has no technology but AM and FM radio. It's an '89 Jeep Wrangler. That's fun. So it is fun. And, um, but, and so in the summertime, I'm, if I'm not listening to radio, I'm putting earpod, AirPods in and I feel bad about that on the highways. It feels not responsible, but again, that's another sign of being old. Cause I think that's not true. Right. Probably. Okay, cool. Yeah. But I, you know, the other thing we were working on is we had a, uh, <clears throat> there's a foundation that we've been working with for a while. Uh, I think it's, I think it's okay to talk about them. Would you say that's okay or not? Sure. By name, yeah. It's public, Grayson, actually. Yeah, the Grace and Mercy Foundation out of New York City have been tremendous partners with us for the last um, three years, maybe four years, longer than that. Probably longer uh, than that. No, longer than that. They used to host our monthly Manhattan dinners for a long, long time. So oh, did they really? Goes okay. way back. Yeah. Um, their, their, uh, their founder is a fan of ours. Their president uh, is a fan. She, she's come up to me a couple times and just said, Mason, New Canaan Society is so important. Keep doing what you're doing. Uh, they've been very supportive. All that to say, we've been in the process with them about a grant. And one of the things they asked us was, hey, we'd like to know how New Canaan Society is impacting the church. 
how does new Canaan society impact the church? Um, and that, that, that led down some threads uh, this last month that have been interesting with our board, and then also just thinking about the church and the parachurch. And it's interesting because Chip um, was a pastor for decades? 20 years. 20 years. That's decades. Plural, decade. And I've been in the parachurch for three decades. I've never been a pastor at a church. Yeah, you're one of them. I'm one of them. One of those guys. Yeah. And you and you and you steal I'm, our people and our money. That's what yeah. you guys do. That's and exactly. We're also, what you do. And we're also effective. Yeah. Uh, oh. 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 <laughs> There's the singer. <laughs> Chalk one up. Yeah. The, the, yeah. It is funny. My only pastoral stint, if any type, was in seminary doing an internship where I did some where I did a year pastoral internship and uh, it was wonderful. But we, we, we worked with our board and, and started working on some uh, to, to aggregate what has been the impact of New Canaan Society on the church. So I, I'd love for us just to dig into that a little bit if you're, if, if you're up for it, Chip. It'd be, it'd be sure. an interesting discussion. Sure. I think, well, I mean, we're, it's an interest. I think there's a couple of, of, of threads on that. So one is um, NCS is connecting with guys um, in ways that their, their churches don't, um, or they would, they wouldn't come, <laughs> you know, like there's, it's meeting a need that's not being met. So that's, that's one potential headline. Um, a second headline is that when, you know, when you make a man better, it has ripple effects in their lives and it, that includes their church. A third thing I've observed, um, and it depending on the person up front, you know, we have a very diverse network, and you you may not always hear some very you may hear some not so church friendly things at NCS from time to time, um, but most of the guys that are in NCS go to church, most of them. So mm-hmm. it hasn't really. So it's it complement. It's like it's doing something church isn't doing. And but it doesn't replace church for most of our guys. Most of our guys come to NCS and they go to church, and um, you know the the net effect of of somebody that's really engaged um, in NCS is that they're going to be better, hopefully everywhere, including their church. So yeah, I, those are you know, those I, are those are some headlines I'm thinking about when as well, you bring up you... this topic. When you were a pastor, what was your thought on this? I mean, when you saw your parishioners getting involved in Youth for Christ or the YMCA, uh, what you know, how 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 hard is it to be open-handed in those regards? When those are those are donors, those are mm. limited time contributors, and they're usually your sharpest people too. I'd say. Yeah, I mean, we had a lot of folks that were that were involved with young life. Um, and I think, you know, we found like if you built relationships, you could actually sort of at least perceive yourselves as partners. Um, if you didn't, then it was easy to maintain a kind of cool distance. Um, and I, you know, I don't know. I think I don't, I, I was a pastor, pastor for 20 years. So, um, I, I think I evolved, right? Mm-hmm. So when right. I was young, when I started out, it probably pissed me off. Mm-hmm. 
I don't, um, yeah. But I, I don't remember any of that. No, we're allowed to talk about this. Okay. Yes, like pissed and sucks is totally, totally appropriate. That's on board. All right. Oh, totally. Um, we might want to work up a vocab list. list. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, no F-bombs. That's definitely out. But okay. least, you know, anyway, um, I don't remember this being an issue when I started out. I remember here's what was an issue when I started out. Amway. Oh, Wow, half, the multi-layered marketing. Half my church was in Amway, and they always did an altar call at their thing. So I hated Amway, but anyway. Um, but did you no, get soap? Because they got amazing. No, I didn't. I don't, oh, I'm I sorry. I don't want to support it in any way. Um, just that's how I feel. <laughs> anyway, as time went on, I, I I started to think more and more that um, sometimes church I could I could be and church could be a bit heavy-handed in the sense that we. We acted like we own people. Like, um, so uh, where I was by the time, you know, my last five, 10 years as to, of past being a pastor is like, I wouldn't say you had to give all your money to our, you know, give to give, give 10% to our church and then give the rest elsewhere. I would just say, you know, we really need to, if you were serious about being generous and using your money the way God wants you to, you need to start giving 10% away. Like, I wouldn't even say you have to give it here. Like, I, I just felt like that was too much. I wouldn't say you have to serve here. Uh, you know, you have to, I'd say you have to serve. You have to be in community. You have to be generous. But I wouldn't, I just didn't feel comfortable saying you had to do it here. I felt like that was an overreach. Mm -hmm. um, and I, and I, I don't know, I was at a conference or something, you know, back in the day, and somebody basically said, well, here's the way it's going. Um, people are going to view their, spiritual life and spiritual nourishment and spiritual connectivity as kind of a buffet and they're going to get different things at different places and so if they like the preaching at one church they're going to go there on sundays they're going to send their kids to a youth group elsewhere and we really and i saw i started to see that that there really wasn't one it was very rare that one church community could carry all the freight of people's demands and, and there is a mm -hmm. consumeristic side to this you know that's that not it's not so wonderful but anyway i i guess so for me I, the bottom line mason is is i may not be the best test case for this but i i got to a point where i was just like well i'm going to deliver what i can i'm going to celebrate the things that people are doing that take them closer to god and what he wants them to be whether or not i'm delivering them or not and i didn't always like it i mean frank you know like it's like Right. But but it's just part of you have to accept it. And we have to do the same thing as NCS chapter leaders. That's right. You know, we don't own these guys. And right. you know, we're a piece, a tiny in some ways it's in some cases a really tiny piece of their lives, you know. They show up once a month or something. And so we we have an opportunity to to travel with them as much as we have an opportunity to travel with them and we take it. Right. Yeah, it's it. You know, first of all, you are uniquely wired. If if you don't know Chip, don't don't put him in your standardized local church pastor bucket. He's probably more aligned with your local business owner. You just think differently. Your your mind is that way. Uh, you're certainly pastoral, but you're very strategic, and um, your initiative is is off the charts. And sometimes pastors, rightfully so. You can't be strategic when your job is to work with people in need because you don't know what those needs are going to be or how they're going to show up. So your strategy is just kind of be available. So it's really, it is hard for pastors because they have to meet a broad yeah, spectrum it's like, of need. Yeah, you know, it's impossible range of expectations. Right. It really is. It, 
And yes, you know, and then in speaking about ownership of people or ownership even of an organization, yesterday I was on the phone with a gentleman who's looking to start New Canaan in New Canaan Society in North Carolina, in a in a, another coastal town, by the way, another same coast, coast to coast, coast to coast, and uh, he said the thing I like about New Canaan is I feel like. You're, you're not really big on the brand. You're more about impacting men and for the kingdom. And I said to him, oh, you're 100% true. If, a guy, if we help a guy, great. But if that guy gets better help at his church or through BSF or through search ministries or whatever it might be, go get him. Let's, we're, we're, we're open-handed. And um, it's, it's, that, I, think that's, I think that's what God calls us to, actually. I don't you know, I think his his calling was to a, a broad church that serves and loves. Yeah, and, and it, you know, Tim Keller's memorial was just, you know, a week or last week. Right. And it was amazing. And Tim was a big supporter of, of NCS and was on the NCS board. NCS board member for a while. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And, he, you know, one of the things he used to say was, you guys are not called to serve the guys that could be served by their church. Like, you're, you're it's, it's almost like kingdom differentiation. You know, like, we're not... We don't all need to be doing the same thing. Right. And I think one of the realities of NCS is, and I don't know if you've come, come across this so far, but I, I think one of the realities is in every chapter, there's going to be a core group. That's, that's like, like I would say NCS for me is my primary spiritual community in New York City. Um, and, and there's a few of us, I think, that would probably say that. There's others that it's an important part of their community. And there's a lot of guys that like, they're going to come in the door when they're hurting Mm -hmm. and we're going to help God put them back together a little bit, a little Humpty Dumpty action and they're going to move on. Right. You know, it's not, it's not a, and praise the Lord. Yeah, that's right. It's not a Mm -hmm. destination for everybody. Right. And that's hard to actually to accept, especially when, you know, I don't care how big your chapter is. It feels better when the room's full. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's just, uh, I don't know. It's, uh, <clears throat> it's just, I think it's part of the dynamic of the kind of work that we, we do and the kind of community we have that we, we should be thinking of ourselves as the front door to the church, or maybe better put, we might be the back door to the church. Like, Hey, come on in. You know, I think of you know uh, Tyler, who's who's uh, involved in San Francisco. When we did this, um, you know, looking for testimonies, one of the things he said is, "I didn't have a church home for years in the Bay Area. Didn't, wasn't going to church. Didn't care about going to church. But as he leaned into New Canaan Society on a regular, consistent, meaningful basis, he found that faith community." And then it was his, his, his involvement in that faith community that said to his heart, hey, I got to find a church to regularly attend for my family, right. but also so that I could be with other men and supplement the fellowship that comes from NCS. So I think about guys like Tyler, and, he, and by the way, he's, a, he, he's an incredible dude out there in San Francisco, um, kind of one of the young bucks that's in leadership for us. And I love that. That's, that's like... Perfect, perfecto, and um, that that he found that his way to church through New Canaan Society. Yeah, and in New York, like we've got, 
We have people that are elders or trustees in their churches who find, I think they find some things at NCS that help them mm-hmm. handle that. You know, they find people they can process, guys they can process with. They find in our speakers, sources of wisdom and inspiration. I, I even think they find a level of vulnerability and honesty that they don't always find in their church. That's and right. they, yeah. and then they, they want to bring that to their church and then it helps them. It, it raises almost their expectations for what, I mean, the word, the church word is community actually looks like. And right. Cause they're experiencing it. So that's yeah. like a lab. Um, and they could take it back. And you I, and said it, yeah. You you said it well earlier when you said NCS does things that the church simply isn't doing. And, and I might take it a step further and say, I, I don't want to say the church can't do it. It's just really difficult for them to do some of the things that we do. Because if I'm going to, a, I think of, I think of uh, the little church I grew up in, in Linwood, Washington, this little Lutheran Brethren church. Does that, I mean, Chip, come on, Lutheran Brethren. Do you not want to go to that church? Sign up, sign me up. Get this, the Church of the Lutheran Brethren in Chad is bigger than the Church of the Lutheran Brethren in America. That's, yeah, that's. It's basically a mission sending agency of a bunch of Scandinavians. Anyway, in that church, um, they, they had the the, uh, the prayer calls, you know, the the prayer circle. This, this phone chain of prayers. And they always put it as a, I'm doing air quotes, prayer chain, but there is no doubt it was the quote unquote rumor mill, or that's actually yeah, what it was. It's the gossip chain. Yeah. It's like the legal way to gossip is, hey, I want you to pray about this. Did you hear about da, 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 da. Right. And so if you're a dude, are you going to go to a meeting, share your deepest, darkest secrets when the when your spouse is like one degree away from, and it's a very close network. Like one of those guys could go home and say, Hey, we got to be praying for Jim. This is going on in his life. And it's like, yeah. And now it's, it's just, it's a, it could be a little dangerous. Whereas new Canaan society provides a little bit more distance and space for that to be done. Oh, I think that's right. And you know, another thing that I see a lot is that in a lot of churches, there's only there's like one or two fairly successful business people. Oh, mm-hmm. like yeah. there's not almost like not enough room for too many of them. Oh, wow. And so, but you know, in the NCS chapter, you can have a whole bunch of them, and they can they can really meet peers. Um, you know, we're not denominationally limited, and that's cool too. I wonder and if so, we can help. I wonder if we can help churches with that. Like, how do you create more space for highly capable, proven men to run together? Because I agree with you. I do think they find it. They they you. There's a there's a there's a cap on that for some reason. I'm really talking out of turn. This is not my area of expertise. I'm no, thinking. it's just an observation. You know? Observation, and I'm not right. sure. I'm not sure that it's, it's, I don't know. I mean, I think it's beyond the scope of our mission to like try and help, you know, like our, we just keep doing what we're doing. It has this sort of cyclical ripple effect that, yes, that comes back and, and benefits churches. So, um, I just think, I don't know. I, I think, Hard driving guys find it hard to find friends, at, and they find it hard to find guys at their church that are friends. And 
Um, they could be awesome. friendly, but that's not the same thing, and that's why yeah. that's why we exist, and that's what part of why we're unique. I'll share a, I'll share a story with you that uh, happened. This is with an uh, an unbelieving guy. I, I he's an atheist, agnostic um, friend for a long time. I call him Doc. He calls me Reverend. And uh, we went to a concert. We have just waterfront concerts here by our house, and so a couple weeks ago we we're at one, and he was asking me what I was doing. And um, I was trying to put it in secular terms as much as I could. And, I, you know, I, I, one of the things I said is we provide space for guys to connect and be honest with each other and talk about what's going on in their life. And this guy goes, yeah, I don't have that. And he's, he's, this, this is a, he's, he's saving lives through his medical work. I mean, like literally, I know he's in a very crucial role. He needs guys in his life. And he's telling mm. me he doesn't have that. And, wow. and, uh, and he's aware of it. I, I love that he's aware of it. Um, we this is what we need is to provide space for guys like that to be to have a place where they and and honestly he can come to NCS he he could be an atheist to come to NCS come on we'll we'll talk about your life and what's going on and you're going to hear about Jesus and you got to be okay with a little bit of prayer time. But, it won't be terrible. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And you did say this right off the bat. You said uh, we make men better, and it has a ripple effect. Mm-hmm. And that ripple does go into the, uh, it, go, it goes to wives, it goes to kids, it goes to my friend, but it also goes to our church. I, my prayer is that churches are better because they've got NCS guys in it. That'd be well, my and, I, and I think, well, I think we already know that's true. Yeah. Like we know that's happening. I guess I'd say that's my continued prayer. Yeah, I think of, I think of Chris, uh, Chris is a guy in, in Chicago, um, and he one of the things he did, at being with NCS, he realized he had he had workers. He was already connected to a church, but he just had he had some dudes that he could run with. So he gathered those guys together, and he said, "What if we started a basketball ministry? We'll run it through my church." And today, that ministry has like eighty men engaged with it through the church. It's not an NCS thing at all. I mean, it does, doesn't have. No, there's, we wouldn't even try to put our fingerprints on it. And I try to put my fingerprints on everything, Chip. You know that. If I could logoize it, let's do it. And um, <laughs> it's doing powerful stuff in the church and in the community. On a, and it's like on a daily basis. Because that's, a th- you know, Sunday is one thing. But there's these things that develop out of the church that NCS kind of helps bridge the gap to remind guys, hey, there's more than Sunday. Let's move out and do more. And, yeah, um, and I think, I think we, you know, we talk about, Church, I think. So there's a couple things, couple couple realities, additional ones. So one reality is, if you do something really bad, um, you're probably it's going to be hard to go to church and recover from it, because as, as gonna, an individual, you you're going to some... get you're going to get judged, and um, you know we've heard those stories, you know. And and even if you're not going to get judged, the devil's going to tell you you're going to get you know you're going to feel yeah, it like internally. If you have an addiction, or, you know you get stuck really right. stuck in an addiction or an affair, it's going to be hard to recover from that in a typical church because of the rumor mill thing. Because people are going to judge you, all that kind of stuff. So we Isolation. we do provide that kind of judgment free space because it's like 
Well, just come up and own your stuff. You know, there's like a little bit of that. That's the AA side. Of, mm-hmm. We have the Young Life side and the AA side. The AA side is like just come, come as you are kind of thing. It's very hard for churches to seem to be able to to create that kind of grace, and, it, and they they say it, and probably big ones can more than small ones, but because it's big enough. But you know, so I think that's that's a thing, um, which is when when it, when the onus is on the male. You know, on the guy, and how does he re- how's he kind of get his feet back under him if he if he's really kind of gone off the rails? But there's another side to it too, which is you know sometimes churches are screwed up because just like everything, right? And sometimes people get wounded at church, they get hurt at church, they get let down. And um, sometimes I think you know their our expectations of pastors are a little unrealistic. You sort of touched on that earlier, but mm-hmm. still, I mean. Stuff happens. I was just trying to make you nervous the way I said yeah, that. Thank you. Stuff <laughs> happens, and um, but it does, you know. And I, I, and you know, I mean, like some things have happened in churches. Some of my my kids have gone to that are really bad, and it's a negatively impacted them. And so I think you know, you're talking about that guy. I don't know his story, but he hadn't gone to church in years. Kind of thing. Well, right. Maybe he got screwed over in a church. Like that happens, and. So I think this is another way we kind of complement local church. You know, we, we, we can provide it. When guys, get, when guys go off the path, we can help them get back on the path and it's safe. But when they get hurt, uh, we can also make it, a, you know, it's a safer place for them to kind of re-engage in spiritual community. And unfortunately, that's, that's needed. Yeah. I, and maybe this is a good point just to say for anybody listening to this, you know, if you're feeling that weight, like there's something on you, uh, don't go it alone. There is no need to go it alone. Uh, hopefully there's New Canaan Society chapter. Come on, feel free to share. But if not, there are churches, there are other groups uh, that are available for that. Because I do think um, we have a lot of dudes, we have a lot of guys after the pandemic, but honestly it was before, that are just riding the pine. They're on the bench. Uh, they're Christian, again, Riding the pine? Riding the pine. Have you not heard? Maybe you're such an, you know, you're such a go-getter. You might never had to ride the pine. But my athletic career, I have sat on pine benches a lot. Riding the pine. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Yeah. That sounds like so. That sounds like something maybe for one of our recovery groups, Mason. Riding. Yes, the pine. it might. Yeah, it might be. Yeah, the, Bill, but the the point being is, Billy, I think Billy's riding the pine. Yeah, Billy, no. Billy, he's riding the pine again. <laughs> the um, there's a lot of guys out there. And God bless you, fellas. I, I, I don't know what to say, but God did not promise you a mediocre life. Uh, John ten ten. He He came to give you life to the full. And the, this year should be your best year you've ever had. This next three months should be the best three months you've ever had. There's going to be challenges, but even those challenges, God should meet you. And there's no reason why you can't have a a vision for your life that says the next five years are going to be the most spiritually alive five years of my life. Mm-hmm. And I don't care if you're 25, 35 or 45 or 85. It, and, and instead we're not journaling. We're not praying. We're not reading our Bibles. Maybe we're praying at the meal. Maybe we go to church when it's convenient. We're not serving in our churches. And I'm talking about the general guy. I, I, I I'm hope, and I'm really hoping that at NCS, you're pushed to engage with your faith with an, with with a real intentionality, and because when you talk about a ripple effect, the positive ripple effect, I can guarantee you there's a negative r- ripple effect when a dad calls himself a Christian, 
and then his wife needs to nag him to go to the church or he gives a lifeless prayer at Thanksgiving and his Bible's dusty because his kids are seeing it, his wife is seeing it, his communities are seeing it, and his employees are seeing it. We need the men to step up. So it kind of, it kind of ties into where we started on this whole mental health of men that I don't want to go into too much because we'll save that for another podcast. But yeah. it does relate to the church because we want to, we want, in NCS, we want to drive you to your church. We want your faith to be so alive and engaged that you go, I got to be in the multi-generational, multi-gender, let's say, let's say, let's stick with bi-gender. And, uh, you know, I'm from Seattle, so I got to watch how I say it. And, uh, and the, and the multi-age body of Christ. We, we want to push you into that. I Can I share one? I, other, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Well, one other point I wanted to just share, and I, I, I kind of rambled there, so I apologize. I had a, I had a pulpit or a soapbox is the shepherding aspect of the church. But the podcasts so, are for rambling. That's what they're for. I suppose. I think we're pretty purposeful in ours, though. But the shepherding of people. So am I not correct in that the church is called, dare I say, mandated? Do I go as far as required to shepherd the flock? Pastor? Yeah. And if that's the case... And I come up to you and I say, I'm a stealing, lying, cheating, no good person. What? And why can't you put SOB at the end of that statement? SOB. Yeah. Son of a, son of a bun. Yeah. If if that's the case. Son of a Baptist. (laughs) uh, You know, what's the church going to do? You know, if if, if you're a real... Uh, continuing jerk in NCS, like you are in a point of no recovery. You're just a continuing active sinner. At some point we could say, you know what? You got to go. You're just, but I feel for the church because their call is to shepherd those people, the last, the least, the lost, the end of the line. And so at some point I just don't feel, I'm not compelled. I'm not going to get cut from the team if I don't do what they say. Does this make sense? Am I wrong? Am I wrong? I'm not sure what you're saying. Yeah, I'm not sure. Are you saying saying like churches have to shepherd people even if they're jerks? Yeah. I mean, I see this. I see this killing pastors is every week. So we can help the same person. We can help with jerk shepherd, jerk transformation, jerk shepherding. I think I've met some of these guys. I think we're really good at it. De-jerkification process. I'm not going to say that. I said jerk shepherding. Okay. But... You've seen it. You've seen these pastors that stand up front and the same people line up every week with the same issues. And that's the definition of insanity. And they're not, and I, it kills, I think it's killing our pastors. I think it's killing our churches because they get burdened with people that really aren't looking. I don't know what they're doing. I don't know why the sanctified life isn't happening. It's not for me to judge, but I'm going to judge anyway. It's not happening. And it well, hurts I think, the pastors. I think what, what we bring to that as NCS yeah, is that's good. Thank when you. you go to an NCS chapter, you're going to hear the story from a guy who's like you. Right. A guy who's not a pastor, a guy who's in business, a guy who's in entertainment business. Like he's a, he's out in the world and he's figured enough of it out to pass on some wisdom from the trend, from the, from the real world trenches instead of the church world 
trenches. Right. So you find role models and examples. And back to what you said earlier, and all of them, all of them, like they got to a point of crisis where they realized I'm not my own savior. And after that point of crisis, they've done a bunch of things to reinforce their life in Jesus. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the things like you said, Bible reading and prayer and some of that stuff. Uh, and so they're serious about it, right? Like they've, right. they've gone through a pivot in their lives and they're reinforcing that pivot. And I think, you know, you, it's a challenge. It's a challenge to that stuck guy, whether he's just sort of phoning it in or he's actually creating a wake of bodies because he's a jerk. It doesn't, you know, it's a continuum, but it's right. still, I, I, I think one of the things you're going to get at an, a, a healthy NCS chapter and experience is you're going to find that there's some, there's some guys that you have to respect because of what they've accomplished and achieved in their lives. And you're going to find they have this powerful story of grace and they've reinforced that with the kind of habits that make this real instead of just a game. And, and then they're growing and able to give back. And I love that. It, it, that's so good you said it. It's not a game. We want a growing life, not a gamification of some spiritual, yeah. I got to check the boxes kind of thing. There's a, one of the testimonies I got when we were talking about church was a guy named Paul in Orlando, one of our brothers. Brothers, is that how we say it? I say brothers, but Paul Mahalski says brothers because he does he spells it with D's, and I there's I'm sure there's a I've it's seen in the this. archives. It's on the NCS History Channel somewhere. I'm sure yeah. it is. But Paul, <laughs> who's a brother, a brother, a guy down in Orlando, you know, he was in that stock kind of a gamification piece, and it was NCS that really changed his life. And it's it's funny because he called a radical transformation, and I don't think of us being in the radical transformation business, but I suppose mm -hmm. we are at times where you just get confronted with a story. And when you hear somebody else's story, it makes you reflect upon your own story. And now this guy's a leader in his family, a leader in his church, and he's doing great things for the kingdom. So I think there is a, there is a place to kind of go, how do we help guys at NCS be confronted by what's going on in their own life by hearing the story of somebody else's life? Yeah. I think, I think that's, I, mean, I think it happens organically, you know, it, uh, when, it's work, yeah. when it's working. Right. Isn't that funny? I have one well, more idea that I want to throw out that. And I've got a quote mm, I want to end with. So that we got. Uh, that's got perfect. Two things. Yeah. Um, so, my one, one idea that's theological is that mm -hmm. um, we talk about local church and then we talk about capital C church, which is the church universal. It's oh, all, go yeah. all, all God's children, all, all, right. all God's people all over the world. And mm -hmm. I, I think. NCS and other things like it are part of the capital C church. And they work in tandem with local churches wherever they are, but it's right. still part of the church. I mean, it's part of God's community in the world and that is signed up to do his mission. So I, I don't really see church, power church so much. I just see it's all part of the church. And, um, 100%. and we're, I really think, because of God's grace and favor to us as a as a movement, um, we're a vital part of His church. And I might even add to that. There's commerce. I, I, that, I think you're. That, I think you're going to add to it. Yeah, I think I, that's I, pretty I, obvious. There, there's no tentativeness about it. You're opening your mouth and you're saying, oh, "Come on, I might uh, add." He says, "I add. might add." Yeah, there you go. There you go. Um, commerce. 
like there's a there's a guy down here I, his sound of summit brewery right below us I, i'm putting that on here hoping i can get a free uh, hazy ipa but um he, shameless he's a believer vibrant faith and he sees his business as an extension of that so, so where did this would be the, maybe this is a different discussion where does the church actually end my friend yeah. Yeah, that we could say that for a future episode. There you go. Well, let me end with this this story. There's, uh, it's from a guy in Winston Salem, North Carolina. Um, his name's Dick, and he crawled into an NCS one Friday morning. He had you know no confidence. His self esteem his self esteem was shot. Um, his multi generational family business had just filed for bankruptcy, and it was this kind of point where he just goes, "Okay, I'm going to NCS." He's at the end of his rope, and first visit to NCS, he came out of there and he just, he, he would say he just had a stride in his step, hope and encouragement. And, um, to, and he, he's continued to come to NCS. And since that time, he's, he's a more spiritually mature leader, which is what we've just talked about in his church. Uh, he's, he's, in fact, he's called upon to preach and teach at his church. Wow. He's, he's recognized in his denomination, but this is, and he's, he's become kind of a leading, um, giver in his in the Winston-Salem community. But he said this, it's a great quote. He goes, NCS changed my life and Jesus changed my heart. Hmm. And uh, that's a that's that's exactly what we want to see happen. You know, we are going to change lives and as that happens, hearts are going to be changed and therefore churches, families, marriages are going to be changed as well. It's great. I love it. Yeah. We got to remind people to subscribe to the podcast. You could do that. This month, Chip, you don't know this, I don't think, or maybe you do. We're going to be on all platforms. We've been Excellent. on Spotify and app, the Apple. Now we're going to be on all of them. I don't even know what the other ones are, but we're on the Spotify. We're on the Apple. It's not the Spotify. I found I, it's like, but it, it's But it like, is the Apple. No, it's like we're on Apple, we're on Spotify, we're on Google. <laughs> Thank you for the. You can help me. So we're we're also on the social medias, so we're all over it. <laughs> the interwebs. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so make sure you subscribe, comment, let people know in your chapter. Go, hey, Chip and Mason are doing a podcast. You should listen to it, coast to coast. And uh, and and we'll be back next month for our fourth episode. Who would ever th who would ever think that we'd get to four episodes, Chip? Did you ever have this kind of vision? I thought this was our four fourth episode. I think it's three. Who's counting, really? Well, we did the opening one. Yeah, no, you're right. You're yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. This is four. Yeah. So. And you know, I will say I go to church. I make it a point of going to my church. I was there Sunday. Once a month, I'm in a hot tub with my pastor in a small group. It's it's happening. So I'm in the church. Weird stuff out there in Seattle. <laughs> it's not even, and we're not even a tub. We're in a Russian spa. So there's yeah, okay. Like you want to keep all going? going to be edited. No, okay. it's going to be edited. Yeah, out. all right. Like, this, this is all bad. end up in the floor room. <laughs> all right, brother. Good to talk. Hey, great to talk. See you and next we'll month on Coast to Coast. On Coast to Coast. Thank you for listening to the New Canaan Society podcast. Remember to subscribe and comment. For more about NCS, go to newcanaansociety.org. God bless.